Why, hello there, and welcome back to Stories of Terra. My name is Guy Black Ravenhood here on the interwebs, and I'm just a humble storyteller here to draw you into the vast world of Terra by Riot Games. The Riot Games community has crafted an incredible universe where anyone can be broken out. I guess that's kind of how it works. Each week, we jump into the Riot Games universe and narrate something from the world of Runeterra off of the Riot Games universe site. Think of this entire thing as an audiobook of League stories and lore by yours truly. This week is another fan request, and I guess my debut of return after the absolute bonkers couple weeks I've had, and it is Silas the Unshackled. And now for my terrible impression. I am no traitor. I am the true Demacia. Raised in one of Demacia's lesser quarters, Silas of Dregborn has come to symbolize the darker side of the great city. As a boy, his ability to root out hidden sorcery caught the attention of the notorious mage seekers, who eventually imprisoned him for turning those same powers against them. Having now broken free, Silas lives as a hardened revolutionary, using the magic of those around him to destroy the kingdom he once served, and his band of outcast mage followers seems to grow by the day. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, hey, friends. Thanks for all your patience with me. My wife caught COVID. My daughter went to the emergency room. I got sick. And then everything in my work blew up for a little bit. And it's just been a wild ride. I'm uh, back now, and I'm here to deliver you your Silas. I'm still a little under the weather, just a breath, and my wife is still recovering. And my daughter is still wrapped up with some uh treatment from what she had to do when she went to the hospital but you know what we're gonna be we're we're fine really everything's okay seriously though everyone's all right um it's just been wild so here we go thanks again for listening and now we'll get some silas the unshackled into our systems as a mage born to a poor Demacian family, Silas of Dregborn was perhaps doomed from the start. Despite their low social standing, his parents were firm believers in their country's ideals. So, when they discovered their son was afflicted with magical abilities, they convinced him to turn himself into the kingdom's mage seekers. Noting the boy's curious ability to sense magic, they used Silas to identify other mages living among the citizenry. For the first time in his life, he felt like he had a future, a life in service to his country. As he performed these duties faithfully, he was proud, but lonely, forbidden from associating with anyone but his handlers. Through his work, Silas began to notice the magic was far more prevalent than Demacia cared to admit. He could sense glimmers of hidden power even among the wealthy and prominent, 
some of whom were the most outspoken decriers of mages. But while the poor were punished for their afflictions, the elite seemed above the law, and this hypocrisy planted the first seeds of doubt in Silas's mind. Those doubts finally bloomed in one deadly, fateful event, when Silas and his handlers encountered a mage living in hiding in the countryside. After discovering it was only a young girl, Silas took pity on her, and when he tried to shield the child from the mage-seekers, he accidentally brushed against her skin. The girl's magic rushed through Silas's body, but rather than killing him, it shot forth from his hands in raw, uncontrolled bursts. It was a talent he did not know he possessed, and it resulted in the deaths of three people, including his mage-seeker mentor. Knowing he would be called a murderer, Silas went on the run, and quickly gained notoriety as one of the most dangerous mages in Demacia. Indeed, when the mage-seekers found him, they showed no mercy. Though he was still just a youth, Silas was sentenced to life imprisonment. He languished in the dark depths of the mage-seeker compound, forced to wear heavy shackles of magic-dampening petrocyte. Robbed of his arcane sight, his heart turned as hard as the stone that bound him, and he dreamed of vengeance on all who had put him there. After 15 wretched years, a young volunteer from the Illuminators named Luxana began to visit him. Even with his shackles, Silas recognized her as a singularly powerful mage, and over time the two forged an unusual and secretive bond. In exchange for Silas's knowledge of the control of magic, Lux educated him about the world outside of his cell and brought him whatever books he desired. Eventually, through careful manipulation, he convinced the girl to smuggle a forbidden tome into his cell, the original writings of the great sculptor Durand detailing his work with petrocyte. The work revealed the secrets of the stone to Silas. It was the foundation of Demacia's defenses against harmful sorcery, but he came to see that it did not suppress magic, but absorbed it. And if the power was held within the petrocyte, Silas wondered, could he release it? All he needed was a source of magic, a source like Lux. But she never visited Silas again. Her family, the immensely powerful crown guards, had learned of their contact and were furious that Lux had broken the law to help this vile criminal. Without explanation, it was arranged for Silas to be executed. On the scaffold, Lux pleaded for her friend's life, but her cries fell on deaf ears. As the headsman pushed past her to raise his sword, Silas managed to touch Lux. As he had predicted, her power surged into the petrocyte shackles, ready for him to unleash. And with that stolen magic, Silas blasted his way free, sparing only the terrified young crown guard. He left the Mage Seeker compound not as an outcast, but as a new defiant symbol of the broken and persecuted in Demacia. While traveling the kingdom in secret, he amassed a following of exiled mages. However, Perhaps he always knew that even their combined power would not be enough to succeed in toppling the throne. Which is why, with a band of his closest followers and several hardy oxen, 
Silas eventually journeyed over the northern mountains to the frozen tundra of the Freljord. There, he seeks new allies, the great elemental magic of ancient legend, so that he might return to Demacia and demolish the oppressive system that has made him and his fellow mages suffer for so long. Today's story is entitled The Recruit, and it's written by John O'Brien. The sun was at its peak, just high enough to illuminate the exile's camp hidden deep in the canyon. From the shade of his lean-to, Silas of Dragborn waited patiently for his scout to return. At last, he saw her rounding the stone spire at the mouth of the crevice, leading a wide-eyed young stranger into the camp. "'This is Hap,' said the scout. "'He wants to join.' Silas emerged from his shelter, eyeing the youth casually. "'Does he know?' "'I know him from the underground.' The Seekers took his family. He made it out by the hair on his hide. Silas nodded, quietly assessing the young man. He could sense the boy was blessed with powerful magic, some black and deadly pall. As for the rest of his character, Silas could see nothing. He's a good kid, assured the scout, and he's from Dregborn. Silas' brow furrowed with a pleasant surprise, as if meeting kin he never knew existed. The youth stammered out an introduction. I thought maybe I um I thought maybe I could uh I could join your cause, sir. The entire camp of outlaws laughed. The boy's eyes darted around the grinning faces, searching for some hint of what he had done wrong. There's no sir here, <laughs> chuckled Silas, unless you want to address every one of us that way. Oi uh yes uh, yes the youth said, nearly repeating his mistake. Abashed, the recruit seemed to wonder if he'd made the right choice in coming to the camp. Silas placed a heavily shackled arm on the boy's shoulder, hoping to quell his embarrassment. Be at ease, Hap. No one will judge you here. We're a long way from Dregborn. He felt the youth relax his posture. I know your struggle. They're always watching you hounding you, make you feel inferior. Well, there's none of that here. Here, you belong. Hap beamed, staring at his feet as though he felt unworthy of his newfound joy. Do you know why I wear these chains? asked Silas. The recruit shook his head, too timid to offer a guess. They're not just weapons. They're a reminder of where we come from, of everything we're capable of, and of our liberation to come. Are you with me? Oi, yes, yes, I want to be liberated. Good, said Silas. Tonight, you will break your own chains. Dusk was falling, and the darkened brush on the side of the road was the perfect cover for an ambush. There, Silas lay in wait with a dozen of his most trusted mages. Beside him, the recruit nervously picked at his fingernails. <laughs> Don't worry, said Silas with a reassuring smile. I was nervous my first one. After a while, it becomes as natural as breathing. 
Before the recruit's nerves could be assuaged, the thunder of hooves and wagon wheels thundered in the distance like a coming storm. Within seconds, the carriage came barreling down the road before the lurking hijackers. An instant before the horses arrived, Silas signaled to his comrades and the ambush began. With a flick of his wrist, a scruffy old mage summoned a thick cord of iron vines that snapped across the road, catching the galloping horses at the knees. The racket was deafening as the steeds fell neck first into the dirt, the carriage careening over them. The mages sprang from their cover, subduing the dazed crew of the carriage with various weapons and spells. Silas leapt atop the overturned coach, eager to seize the passengers of the unprotected cabin. "'Let's go, recruit!' he called to Hap, beckoning for the lad to join him. Hap scampered atop the cabin and began to help pry the door. It cracked open, revealing a very battered nobleman. Silas's eyes flashed with a malicious gleam. "'Well, look who's kneeling now, my lord,' said Silas, extending his hand. The nobleman bristled. Though he was gravely injured, his hatred for Silas remained intact. I'll not cower before the likes of you. Good, said Silas, because I wouldn't want you to miss this. In minutes, all of the nobleman's guards and coachmen were lined up beside the road with their hands bound. Silas paced the line, individually acknowledging each captive. I ache for all of you. I do, said Silas. You are merely cogs in their wheel. Silas paused his tone shifting harshly as he gestured to the bound nobleman. But you chose to serve them, and thus serve their cause. He turned to his band of outcasts, loudly offering a question. Brothers and sisters, these folk work in the service of swine. What does that make them? Swine, replied the outcasts. Should we allow them to go free? No! yelled the mages. What if they have a chance to change their heart, promise they'll never bother us again? asked Silas, with a coy smile creeping across the corners of his mouth. They'd be lying! yelled the scruffy old mage from the bush. They can't be trusted, said another in the gang. Then what is to be done with them? They must die! shouted a young mage, his hatred beyond his years. Others yelled out in agreement until the phrase echoed across the land, Swine must die! Silas nodded, as if he were slowly being persuaded by their words. So it must be. Softly, Silas touched the shoulder of his recruit. His petrocyte shackles began to fume with a dark smoke. He closed his eyes, savoring the captured power. The sight sent a quake of dread through the captives. Many fell to their knees and wept, pleading to be spared. Only the nobleman stood proud, defying his circumstances, as Silas addressed his crew with somber finality. It pains me that I cannot show you the beautiful world to come. The words sent a chill through the recruit. Silas! No, Hap protested. These are, these are just people. Ignoring the pleas, Silas extended his arms and fingers and unleashed the magic stored in his gauntlets. 
A thick black cloud billowed from his fingers and collected above the heads of the nobleman's crew. Almost in unison, they began to claw at their throats in suffocation. Moments later, they fell to the ground dead. A grave hush fell over the mages, having dutifully observed the execution. The nobleman wept silently, tears streaming over his clenched lips. The only sound came from the recruit. No, no! Why? said Hap, falling to his knees. Silas eased the boy back to his feet, consoling him with a fatherly hand. Hap, you wanted to help our cause. This is it. This is our liberation. He gently guided the recruit toward the nobleman and urged him forward. One dead lord at a time. Hap looked at the nobleman through tear-filled eyes. He held out a trembling hand, preparing to take the life before him, then let his arm go limp. I... I can't. Silas's tender patience began to slip away. This man is not your friend. His fortune is built on your suffering. He would sooner see you hang than show you any kindness. The recruit wouldn't budge. At last, the nobleman found his voice. You're a monster, he said, his voice breaking. Yes, replied Silas. That's what your kind said when you locked me in the dark. Silas held forth his hand, its shackle still faintly glowing. The magic he had taken from Hap mustered one last wisp of blackness. The small, dark cloud enveloped the nobleman's face, drawing the breath from his lungs. As the man writhed, Silas looked back at the recruit, not in anger, but in mourning. I'm sorry, Hap, but you're not ready to be liberated. Go. Return to your chains. Silas watched as Hap turned to leave, his eyes averted in shame. The recruit looked down at the wrecked carriage in front of him, the long dirt road that wound back to the capital. Silas could almost feel the boy thinking, dreading the misery that awaited his old life. Hap bent down, pried a dagger from the hand of a dead coachman, and returned to the nobleman, still struggling for breath on the ground. No, I'm ready. As the youth raised the dagger above the nobleman, Silas's sorrow turned to unmitigated joy. No matter how many he liberated, it always made him smile. Well, thanks again for listening here to Stories of Runeterra, and I've got your story out. Appreciate it. I hope you guys uh, are all doing well yourselves. I am coming up on spring break for my work, which is exciting. One more week. We're going to make it. So thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Again, if you have any uh, champions you would like to hear me read the stories or whichever for, hit me up at storiesofruntarapodcast.gmail.com or Ravenhood with a Y on any of the social media platforms. Thanks, and I'll see you around.